is the Cyber Smart Security Podcast, Episode 5. BEC Business Email Compromise Attacks Targets Equity Firms Mass Surveillance and GoDaddy Eats by Data Breach. This episode of Cyber Smart Security Podcast is brought to you by Salaudin Amao, who gives you a laydown of the recent events in the cyberspace that has occurred in the past week. So BEC is an acronym for Business Email Compromise. And it is a form of an of attack that requires uh, the attacker to be very high-skilled and use different forms of attack to get its victim. So three equity firms in Britain were, uh, were unfortunate to be a victim to this attack. Uh, these firms were in discussions with uh, an Israeli startup to fund their business, and um, they were both the startup and the, the firms were victims of this attack. These equity firms were tricked into part, uh, losing almost up to 1.3 million dollars uh, if not for the warning of uh, security researchers who uh, alerted them on on the fact that uh, this this was an attack and they only lost about um, $700,000. So the question is, how did this happen? Um, you, you will expect that um, business firms who are interested in uh, putting their money or putting uh, funding a startup will, you know, do their necessary diligence, uh, make sure that all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted. But in this um, instance, this attack occurred and they, they lost half of the money that was supposed to go to, uh, to, to be a seed funding for, for a startup. So um, this happened in a way that it's, it's a combination of different um, forms of attack, as I mentioned in, 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 the, in the introduction. So, because it requires um, doing some due diligence on the part of the attackers, uh, these attackers are highly skilled. So it is not your um, script kiddies kind of um, um, hackers that will carry this form of attack. They are the kind of attacks that you 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 get to hear that okay, the FBI uh, had to come to to certain countries to get the people behind 
um, certain fraud. So for for this particular um, incident, they had to target uh, highly placed individuals in those firms. They also had to monitor the accounts of these individuals. So uh, part of what they did was to take uh, hold of the accounts of these highly placed individuals, do some reconnaissance uh, mission in which they will be able to, they will have to monitor what is going on in the account, uh, um, by the account holders. So, say, for instance, they are using Outlook and they were able to um, hijack that Outlook account. Any email that will be sent out to the um, to the um, seed funding um, team, that's the Israeli team, the Israeli startup uh, account, they will get hold of such information, tweak it to their own um, taste, and send it to the to the target audience. So they became the middle man between the equity firm and the startup um, company. So this kind of um, at, uh, form of attack, which was also part of the whole thing that was orchestrated by the by the bad guys, is what we call man in the middle attack. So man in the middle attack is such that you you uh, pretend to be the receiver of uh, of a message and you also pretend to be the sender of the message and the two parties who think that they are communicating with each other they are known the wiser because they will think they are communicating with uh, each other they are, they are exchanging the same correspondence but unknowingly there's somebody in the middle that is manipulating the messages to his own taste so for this particular incident these bad guys they changed the account numbers that was uh, exchanged between the the firm and the startup to their own account number so by the time the company sent and uh, did the wire transfer uh, uh, luckily for them, they didn't do it at a go. They did it, um, you know, wire transfer sometimes requires um, you to send it in piecemeal. So that's what they did. And only few, uh, they were only able to recover about half of the amount that they were supposed to send. So this was the way this attack occurred. And uh, for me, it's it's it can happen to anyone it's just a case of how well do you do your due diligence what uh, are you checking your mails properly whether you are you are actually communicating with the person you need to communicate with these are the questions that a firm that is is putting money into a company needs to ask himself you are making a transfer you have to do the checks again so my advice for a company like uh, like this or for companies out there business firms out there that you are, you want to put you want to do a seed funding for a startup 
make sure you do the due diligence especially when it's a case whereby you don't have the um, situation to do a face-to-face -face meeting some of the things that you could do is to make sure that payment requests are verified and you you do some verification and be done through phone calls uh-huh and also make sure that your account um has 2fa two-factor authentication in the last podcast i talked about two-factor authentication a bit so this is um the advice that i'll kind of give so bec um attacks is is has been rising for a while there was a group called Siva Terrier, which which the FBI they they traced uh, to Nigeria, and this group in 2019 they they, they were perpetrating almost 90,000 attacks every month. So it's it is not a joke. This this kind of attack is is one that it takes time. It's well orchestrated. It involves so many forms of attack, which will now be blended together to, to now um, uh, uh, target its victim. So, if you are a business firm out there, you are a business company out there, and you are, you are transferring certain amount of money, you must be wary of this, so that you don't be, end up becoming a victim. If you are interested in that uh, report regarding the three um, British films, check the link that is attached to the podcast. Okay, so moving on, uh, it was also reported during the week that um, some sporting organizations are looking into getting uh, a thermal camera that will be used uh, during sporting events in, in the stadium post-COVID-19. So, when I actually saw this news, I was kind of surprised that what's this about? So, I, 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 was, I later discovered based on my little research that some of these um, sporting organizations, which includes a Premier League club in England, uh, a, an MLS club, and one other sporting organization um, that is involved in, in golf. So they are partnering with a British security company to be able to get cameras that could detect high temperature among the fans during a game. So the idea is to be able to um, gradually introduce uh, large crowds into the stadium. So the, uh, the understanding is that they don't want to have large crowds to come back into the stadium immediately so that if there is still an issue of infection, many people will not be affected. So the, the thermal cameras will now be used to be checking if there is anyone with temperature that is quite unusual 
to be taken out and then he will now be uh, will now face further testing before he might now be taken into the hospital so well the idea seems to be a good one but in my opinion i think we have to be uh, a bit conscious about the moves or measures that might be taken to be able to uh, ensure the safety of both fans and uh, players during a game so yes we don't want uh, a, a repeat of the pandemic but at the same time we have to find a way to respect people's privacy I, I don't think I will be comfortable being in a stadium and there's a camera hovering around my head it's, it's it will look strange it looks completely strange so I, I don't know how that is going to work out so if you are a British citizen you, you, you should be talking about this and you know looking at how you'll be able to concentrate on the game while there's a camera over your head so there still needs to be a, a debate and i feel that the sporting organizations clubs have to be much more transparent about this kind of measure with the fans and with the authorities so that there will be a middle ground that can be reached yes we want safety for everyone but at the same time respect for privacy must be upheld too So Godaddy was hit by data breach. Ah, the world's most popular web hosting site for domain registrations. That was quite incredible. Uh, anyone would think that, how come, how did it happen? So many questions that needs to be answered. Well, GoDaddy discovered that uh, their customers' uh, accounts have been uh, tampered with in late April. And this data breach that occurred has been in place for a, quite a while. In fact, the report says that it's they just discovered it and the, the, the intrusion occurred about seven months ago. So that's like uh, October 2019 and it was only discovered now. So it's, uh, it's quite surprising that they just discovered it now. But the good news is that now that they've, it has been revealed, you can now start recovering from this situation so from the um communication that came from godaddy it was discovered that um about twenty thousand 
web hosting um, accounts were tampered with and the company said that they've uh, reset the usernames and passwords of the owners of those accounts so the the vast majority of uh, godaddy's customers were not affected by this according to godaddy but in my own opinion for for an intuition that they just discovered now in 2020 and it has already been in place for quite a long while we never can tell the nefarious activities that the attackers have done so until a thorough investigation is uh, done to find out if there are some other things that have taken place so in in any event that there's any data breach there are quite a number of things that companies or organizations like godaddy affected by such attack should do and i'm saying i'm going to list all these um, actions that needs to be taken in order to um, be transparent about what has occurred to the different stakeholders and also to recover from from the incident these actions that i'll talk about now they are very important to be able to restore confidence in some way because when such kind of attacks occurs so many things are affected share price of the company can go down um, customers may be lost reputation of the company too can be destroyed so there are seven actions that a company must take and these actions are actually required in order to reduce the impact of of the incidents on all stakeholders affected by it so number one is communication the company needs to communicate the issue of to the, to their employees to their customers and to relevant authorities so that everyone knows what is happening so just like godaddy as they reported this incident which is quite good but there will be need for them to do further investigation aha uh-huh. so and that brings me to the number two action they must be sincere any company that is affected by a data breach must be sincere and be transparent about everything that has occurred they must take responsibility so it's one thing to um to say okay this has happened it's another thing to be sincere about it and take responsibility so thirdly you must be able to provide details and take care of all those that were affected by the breach so if you you have to uh, provide a certain service that will uh, give such af- affected stakeholders protection it's best that that is done because the identity um, theft of uh, those customers 
might have been tampered with. So you have to protect a form of uh, service that must will be used to, you know, alleviate the repercussions of from that data breach. So, so that's for number three. You you provide details and you also provide protection for the customers that are affected by the data breach. Then fourthly, you make sure that you try to understand what caused it. So in, in the case of GoDaddy now, they have to make sure that they find out what was the source of this uh, attack. Did an employee uh, click a phishing link? Um, did a high-ranked um, person in the, in the organization was he a victim of spear phishing? All these questions must be asked. And the best way to do this is to um, either get your own forensic uh, team or you can hire a forensic team that will be able to do the overall investigation about what occurred. Then, the, uh, following up from that, that's, uh, the fifth action is to now apply the lessons from what caused the, the breach. So when you've understood what uh, occurred and why it occurred, then you now uh, use the lessons gained from it and apply those lessons. Uh -huh. So if it means doing reinforcing your security defense, um, having intrusion detection system, whatever it is, you have to do what needs to be done to ensure that it doesn't occur again uh, then uh, sixth action is to ensure that a clean sweep is done such that you know you you've tried to find out if there are no back doors that have been left by the attackers then lastly which is number seven is for you to do is um, security awareness for everyone from the C executive down to the to the employees, everyone that is a stakeholder, including your customers too. So customers, for instance, you advise them to activate 2FA authentication, to be wary of phishing links and all that. Employees, you do a kind of security awareness training. And also and this kind of training must also include the executives of the company because the executive of the company could be targets in, in some attacks that is where the weak point is so a recap you communicate the issue that's one two you'll be sincere about what has occurred three you understand what caused it then four you apply what was learned from what uh, from the incidents then five, you ensure that you do uh, a, a clean sweep of what has occurred um, of the, the uh, of the whole system to to make sure that there is no backdoor that has been left by the attackers so that it won't occur again. Then six is for you to uh, alleviate and to. Creates a security awareness. 
for both employees, customers, and um, every partner that is part of the company, every stakeholder that is, that is part of the business. So this has been a cyber security, cyber smart security podcast for this week. And um, thank you for listening. See you next week for another episode.